Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to Equipped to Be. How many of you have kids who often say to you, Mom, you just don't understand. You're always on my back. You constantly criticize and tell me everything that I'm doing wrong. (laughs) I don't know about you, but boy, have I heard that over the years. It's not surprising. And it's not really that unusual, especially as your kids are growing and they're changing and they're trying to become the person that they are made to be. Now, it's really funny because when I say that, kids will often come up to me afterwards and say, you know, my mom is always on me about having a messy room. I'm just, I'm just wired to be messy. And, and my mom, you know, she's just, she's like a neat freak. Everything has to be like perfect and in order. And it just, I'm just not designed that way. And my mom just doesn't accept the way I am. I have to laugh. I do hear this quite a bit, how you have a a messy with uh, somebody who's very organized and likes everything in their place. And, you know, mom and dad, we're trying to teach our children to live a life that has order and rhythm and routine, and that's needed. There's a lot of research on that, actually, that just talks about how productivity levels increases when we have an environment that is neat and orderly. But I also want to tell you, there are some kids, they, the whole neat and orderly and everything in their place, it can really, it actually can stress them out more than you. And, and you may be the complete opposite. I know if you were to look in my studio, you would you would kind of see multiple piles and lots of files and stacks. And I know like if you go down 10 pages, that's going to be the the information that I need for the call that I'm going to have or the meeting I'm going to have. Or if you go over to that bin, that's going to have my outline for the next presentation I'm supposed to give. I love for things to be decent and in order and easy to find. But I am probably an anomaly because I can work in utter chaos. And sometimes under that chaos is when I actually come up with some of my best work. It's very strange because my husband is the polar opposite of me. Everything has to be in order all the time. And if it isn't, I mean, he really can't even begin his day until he gets everything tidied up. Now, understand, all of my life isn't like that, but there are areas of my life that are. And so for this edition of Equipped to Be, I I really want to talk about the principles behind what we're trying to teach our children, doing things in order, having a rhythm, having a routine, cutting some slack, understanding the, the child that we have that may be different than who we are. I also want to talk about why this is so important. You know, we're entering into a season, a holiday season. We've also been through a lot. You've been through a lot. 
your kids have been through a lot, a lot of, of upheaval, a lot of confusion. And frankly, I'll be very honest, a lot of what our kids are facing, they have little say over and they get tired of it. They, they want to have, I just want one place that's just a total wreck. Maybe my clothes are on the floor and I'm not getting in trouble for it. Maybe I didn't put everything away or wash the spit out of the sink. And I know some of you are cringing just as you think about that. I get it. I want to talk about the principles. You know, the principles can be used in a variety of ways, mamas. We can use them innovatively. You know, when I started this out, I said, how many of you are, your kids are constantly saying, you're always on me. You're always giving me a hard time. You're always pointing out what I didn't do. And frankly, you never see what I do right. And they're getting a sense of anger and and resentment welled up within them. I first want to say, mom and dad, I first want to say this. You're living in a culture where you're being told more and more, hands off, mom and dad. Just kind of let them go. Let them do what they're going to do. Some of you, the hair stands up on the back of your neck. You're like, no way. And some of you are like, I'm tired. I'm working a job. I'm trying to manage a home. I'm trying to teach my kids. I'm trying to find groceries. You know, the few moments, the few hours... The little bit of time, the family dinner, I don't, I'm tired of it being filled with conflict, of correction. Close your mouth when you chew. Did you not learn how to use a fork and a knife? Quit eating it with your fingers. I know y'all can relate. These are common. And if you think you're alone, may I just say you are not. The manners, the character the principles, the rules that you're trying to lay out for your kids, they're not always going to appreciate what you're doing. But can I just share with you, it, when you come back, as they get older and they start to look back and <laughs> they get roommates that are the messies, or they get roommates who ah, don't even know what it's like to wash a dish, and it's a mess, or you know, they move out on their own and they got to live. I mean, like everything's a mess, not just that little space that they call, that they occupy in their room, but the kitchen's dirty, the floor's dirty, the, the house is dirty, the trash is overflowing. It may work for a while when they're in a bedroom, but when they get on their own, all that you have been pouring in is still there. It's just still there. So, What can we do to alleviate some of this tension that's going on? I've brought up a host of scenarios of their lives being completely disrupted in the, the chaos, depending on where you live. And the fact that you are trying to teach and train them and the fact that when you do have those precious time, moments, walks, conversations, you don't want it to be focused on everything that they're doing wrong. I mean, after all, when they do leave the house, the memories you want them to take with them aren't that they lived with constant criticism. Who wants that? You don't. But there are underlying principles. Underlying, why? Why are we doing this? 
Why does it matter to like pick your dirty clothes up? Why does it matter to clean up our room or empty the trash or clean the sink that's full of dirty dishes? Why does all that matter? There's a principle underneath it. And we can get so bent on what our rules are. This is how we do it. That we can really create problems and anger and resentment within our kids. Now, the flip side is you have none of that, which is absolutely what the world wants. Leave them alone. Leave your kids alone. Uh, The school system will take care of them. The government will take care of them. They'll figure it out. Yeah, they might. But they also might create a lot more baggage than if you would have interjected. I want to encourage you to interject. I want you to encourage now. Let's go beyond the, this is how we do it. This is our family. My kids will still laugh. Oh, we're the Aubers and this is how we do it. Yes, they do poke fun at me. That's okay. But you know what? They actually practice the things that they learned when they were little. If you teach your children while they're young, there could be seasons that they depart, but they always come back. They always come back to the why. They may not never, ever, ever, ever care if their kitchen is as clean as maybe you keep your kitchen. Or if they separate the whites from the dark when they're washing their clothes. They may always throw them all together and have dingy shirts. They may do that. But let's talk about the principle behind. Your children may not appreciate what you're trying to teach them right now. They may hate it. They may dislike everything that you're telling them. They may push back and resist and complain and not talk to you, you know, give you that silent treatment. But deep in them, if you are parenting from a place of love and caring, they hear that message. And no, please don't expect your 10, 11, 12, or 15, 16, 17-year-old Don't expect them to walk up to you later and throw their arms around you and say, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for caring so much for me. Thank you for implementing that, even though I really didn't want to do it. Some of yours might, but many don't until much later. And even then, they may not write you a beautiful card. They might not have that sweet conversation with you where they're just gushing words of affirmation for all your parenting and and care and concern. They might not do that, but it hasn't escaped them. And can we just talk about, let's be creative. Let's be innovative. Instead of constantly making it this battle, this control, this is how we do it, and you're going to do it that way because you're, you're part of our family. Let's not make it about control. Let's look at the principle behind it. For instance, oftentimes, when my kids were instructed to do their laundry, I would many, many times come to them and say, hey, can I help you? You got to be careful because that can also be misconstrued as they're not doing it right. So you want to be careful in that. But I always look for a way that you can do a like, hey, I'll help you fold your laundry and maybe you can help me cook dinner. Or I'll help you make your bed or clean your room, would you help me straighten up the living room? Or I'll drive you 
to this particular activity that you really want to go to? And would you help me do this? Because that's going to take so much of my time. And I'm going to maybe get behind on something. Could you prep the vegetables? Could you, you know, depending on the age of your children, could you maybe make some PBJs for the younger kids or whatever it is that that you eat? When you take a personal complaint, when you take a, a potential criticism and you flip it into the, I don't like what you're doing, as the principle behind that is getting the job done, protecting and guarding the nature of the relationship that you're trying to create and establish, ask them, will you help me? I'll help you, you help me. One thing you'll find is the cooperation level increases, doesn't it? And to be honest with you, this this works whether you're running a company or whether you're working for someone, a client, even in your marriage, even especially with your teenagers and your adult children. Instead of making the demand, look for the principle behind it. And can I just get you to, can I just suggest framing your words carefully? It's not mental gymnastics. It's honestly, it's how would you want to be spoken to? Do you want to be barked at? Do you want to be criticized? If you knew that the only interaction you were going to get is everything you were doing wrong or how you could do it better, especially for those of you that have perfectionistic tendencies, you're just offering some constructive criticism. Do you like to be corrected at every turn? It doesn't mean that you can't be, but mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, whoever you are, maybe your grandparent, you're going to yield more favorable results when you step back and you focus on the principle behind the the rule that you're trying to impact or the result that you're trying to achieve. That's quite important. You're thinking about building a team that's doing things together. You're thinking about, I'm preparing you for the day that you move out of our house, or if you're in a, if you have adult children, how we can live together in in peace and harmony, because it is possible. It can be challenging with some of your children. There's not a three step easy fix. It's not possible. Dealing with conflicts and and difficult issues on the basis of principle, it has far-lasting implications that maybe you haven't thought about. You know, even how you react when you're teen or adult children or someone that you're interfacing with uh, doesn't respond favorably to you. When you focus on the principle behind it, it lessens the, the hurt because you're able to see through their lens. You're able to see what they're actually saying. And you know, there's another part to this. We we want to be careful as we are leading and guiding our children that it, it doesn't become a battle of control or a battle of the wills. It is hard to be an adult. But my challenge to you is... Uh, Don't abdicate that role. Don't listen to those who try to say, uh, leave leave your kids alone. They'll figure it out. If they face plant, as long as you're there to catch them. Well, 
That is true. You certainly want to be there to catch them, but sometimes you can't keep them from face planting, can you? There's not three easy steps. There are techniques that you can do. There are strategies that you can implement. And it really begins by knowing the child that you're talking to. As a mother of five, trust me, I was constantly thinking about, now, if I say it like this to that child, they will probably melt into a puddle of tears. And if I speak in a firm, direct way to this child, they'll be like, thanks, now it's very clear, I know what to do, and that's it. When you start by knowing the child that you're speaking to, how they're bent, how they receive the words that you say, and you focus on the underlying principle behind what it is you're trying to help them learn, would you just kind of think about that? What you're trying to help them learn, the truth is they grow up and they move out and they start to lead their own lives. And I'm just going to suggest that we're not putting in all of this work so that we have no relationship with them at the end. We want to have more with them. We want the conversations at Thanksgiving or Christmas to be about some of the funny things that we did. Yes, they'll point out the things that you didn't do, or they wish that the ways that you hurt them, because after all, we all are human. We all do make mistakes. We do say the wrong things sometimes, and sometimes we do the wrong thing. And sometimes we can feel very ashamed of ourselves and our parenting tactics. And you know what? If we give our kids time and we've taught them well, they will come back and they will also feel ashamed at maybe how they spoke to you or something they did behind your back or a struggle that they're currently having. We want to be careful, though. As we are teaching the the rules and we're trying to kind of go for the principle, the principle is the underlying reason why. Why it is it's important. Why do we keep our room clean? I'll start with that because that's the space our kids occupy, our living space. Why is that so important? Well, because others live there. You know, I I remember sometimes when my kids would be playing video games or they would be in their bedroom and they would crank up the music and I would have to sit there and, and I could bang on the door, turn it down. You guys know what I'm talking about. Quit yelling at the other person on the video game. I realize that it's a high intensity situation and, you know, you getting all those extra points or winning or losing is so important to some of your kids, but what you're doing is really disrupting everybody else in the home. And and we want to be mindful, very mindful, in fact, of that. We don't want to make them feel bad or guilty. We just want them to be mindful. Why? Because for the rest of their lives, they're going to be having to consider other people above themselves. Not as people are more important, because we don't want to get into that where we make our children feel like they're not important. They, they are, and how they view things and how they choose to listen to their music, for instance, the volume, not necessarily the content, it does matter. So there's a fine line between shaming and guilting and making them feel bad and wanting to make sure that they know that there is a healthy level of guilt. Like, 
you know what? I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have snapped at my little brother. I shouldn't have said what I said or or did what I did. I should not have done that. And we bring that to them and they feel a sense of feeling guilty. I know we're, we're living in a society right now where it's like, we're not allowed to do that. That's going to hurt their self-esteem. There is a healthy level of feeling like we didn't treat somebody else right. That we were really being quite selfish. But we don't want to make children feel guilty when they do something by accident. Like, you know, sometimes you get carried away and you maybe get a little overly excited and you talk too loud or sometimes our kids do things that even though they know they're their clothes aren't supposed to be on the floor, they're supposed to rinse out the sink, or they're supposed to load their dishes in the dishwasher, or perhaps even that they're not supposed to uh, get sassy, but they get frustrated. It's important for us to understand, it's very important, that if they've done it by accident, that we don't harshly come down or judge or, or snap at them in a way that is counterproductive to what we're really trying to do. And yes, it does happen. So if that has happened to you, okay, it has happened. It will happen. Why? You are this thing called human. And you have stressors going on in your life that your kids may or may not understand. But you can come back to them and say, hey, you know, I just want you to know I'm really sorry. I mean, I just want to apologize to you. I was having a a really bad day. I wasn't feeling well. This was happening. You don't have to go into all the details. But it was not right for me to do that. I just want you to know I apologize for that. Would you forgive me? Be quick to do that. Oftentimes, there are many parents who will think that, oh, no, that's that just makes my kids walk all over me. No, it makes them respect you. And you know what else? It makes them realize there are times in life where you're going to have to go back to somebody else and right a wrong. It's different, though, if they do it intentionally. They know that they're not supposed to you know, scream and holler or crank the volume up because that hinders you from maybe working with your other children or, or even working if you work from home. They know that, but they do it intentionally. You got to get to the why. You got to go back and remind them. The thing about parenting is repetition. You can't say it once and think your kids are going to get it. It just doesn't work that way. Repetition is important. Repetition is how we learn. We, we try something and we're reminded, no, that's not how we do it. We do it like this. Notice this word that I said, we. We do it like this. So you're, you're fostering a family identity, not adhering to a set of rules that can drive a wedge. Now, we do have rules, so don't get me wrong. We've also done other podcasts. I've done other podcasts on that. It's not easy being a parent. I'm not going to lie. And to actually, you know, be a parent of a teenager, when I was writing Parenting Beyond the Rules, I was thinking, you know, that's the most challenging season of a parent. I'm not really sure I'm totally on with that one now because my kids are all adults. And parenting adult children That has a whole different level. One, you don't tell them what to do, especially if they're not living in your home. Two, they're going to make decisions you may not agree with 
or they don't even align with your family values. Maybe they've chosen not to accept some of them. And you have to watch. And then you have to pray. And you have to ask the Lord for the right timing to to get them to consider something. And sometimes you just have to watch them walk through it. And you pray for them until they see what it is they need to do. If things get rather tense or strained because they're really your child's really pushing back on you, it's okay to step back. I talk about that in Parenting Beyond the Rules. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to step back. It's go for a walk. Everybody goes to their rooms just to kind of settle down. Adhering to the set of rules isn't the goal. Learning the principles behind it and leading and guiding your children in a path, that's the goal. And you do it with love and you do it with care. You know, it's, it's really hard when you're coming with a loving attitude, not judgmental, not critical, not um, trying to shame them and guilt them because... You know, you're thinking that's how we're going to do it because after all, you have said it 6,000 times. When you approach them, your children of all ages, from little to middle to high school to college to adult, if you come and you approach every conversation with that sense of love and care, it's really hard to resist that. And then if you follow it up with, does that make sense? Or you follow it up with, is that clear? Or you follow it up with something simple as, would you consider what I'm saying? All of those things invite your child into a deeper relationship and strengthening the bond that you have with them. I'm telling you. The world's trying to pull you apart in multiple ways, and it's creeping in absolutely everywhere. So you have to be wise and discerning. <laughs> it's also important that you have some mutual authority. You respect them. As they're growing into being a young adult, even if they're little, you still respect them. I write about that as far as the authoritative or the authoritarian. This is my house, and you'll do what I say. Yeah, but what, when they, what do you do when they don't? What do you do when they don't agree? Protect the relationship. Go to the principle behind what it is. I am setting this curfew. I am asking that these dishes be clean. Because when I come to the kitchen to get ready to make dinner, or whenever we wake up in the morning to start breakfast, it takes more time if I have to clean up after everybody who didn't take the time to clean up, it slows us all down. And I, I know you're not trying to make more work for me. And I know you're not trying to be inconsiderate. I, I think probably you don't even think about it, but I'm asking you, would you please consider this? You know, we all have work to do. We're all valued. We're all important in this family. And and in order for our family to run smoothly, we, we have to have mutual respect and consideration. You know, as I've worked with parents and teens for nearly 30 years now, one of the hardest things for them to do is to distinguish between the mutual authority and giving their child some space and 
Then learning what is appropriate for the moment. That's a hard one because every child's different. Like I said earlier, when should we give choices? What would you like to eat? What would you like to wear? Where where do we go from there? I can honestly tell you, I remember a time because my very first business was an image consulting business. I borrowed some money and I started a company and I, I was still in high school and I had started my first company. And my mom gave me a lot of freedom to run this. And one time I was taken advantage of because I didn't, I mean, what's a 17 year old know about doing business? Some are really good at it, but most of us have to learn. And so I remember one time I was very trusting and I gave away some products because this person gave me the sad story. And I I didn't I didn't think to ask my mom. I was trying to, you know, I was trying to forge my way into the world. And I just thought, yeah, well, just send me a check. Well, guess what? That check never came. And it's interesting something my mother did. And I didn't realize it till I was much older. But she never said, see, I told you so. If you would have asked me first, I would have, to- I would have told you. You know what she said? I'm sure that will never happen again, will it? And no, it never did. <laughs> I-, I can't go to the grocery store and take groceries and just say, hey, can I just bring you back some money later? Maybe some of you can, but most places, that doesn't work. But mom gave me the opportunity to kind of lose some money to teach me a valuable lesson. There's there's lessons that can be learned. And when we talk about the principle behind what it is we're trying to teach, as I wrap this up, I do want you to remember these factors. There is an end time where... Your children are going to be living with you. And there is a a time where you're slowly moving and transitioning. But if you work towards not just saying, this is how we do it, this is why. This is why we do it. We do it because, and it could be something as, because this is our family and we're doing life together. And this is how we treat each other. This is how we talk to each other. This is This is why... One person can't be an utter slob because that impacts negatively or adversely everybody else. And we have to consider if the child, regardless of the age, if it was a willful, intentional act or if it was by accident. And that takes time, mom and dad, for you to to discern that. Don't be so quick to judge because you really might not know. Keep coming back to the why. Keep coming back to the understanding that You're going for the goal of building the relationships. You're going for the goal, not necessarily the rule, but the the principle behind the rule so that you can develop and cultivate those dynamic relationships where your children don't push back on everything you say. Your children don't view everything that you say as a criticism, a complaint, a control, but they realize Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, mom, you know, I'm so sorry. I just got a little lazy. Or, you know, mom, I really don't care. Oh, great. I understand you don't care. When you get your own place, you are welcome to live as you please. And I'll just tell you for the kids that I had to say that to, the kids that I have talked with who were more on the messy side, what's funny is once they moved out, most of them all of a sudden became very neat because they now had to live with it. There was no mom to come along and help them. 
even if your kids resist, if they push back, if they come back, you're saying, you don't care, you don't understand, all you do is criticize me, you don't trust me. If your follow-up is with the why, if it's done with love and care, always bringing them back to the nature and the core of the relationship and the reasons that we are doing life together as a family, you really will experience less resistance and more harmony. And you'll get more accomplished, especially if you add the, hey, I'll help you get this done. I know you're really super busy. Will you help me do this? There's something beautiful that happens when we come alongside our children. And instead of dictating, we are working with that makes them less likely to push back and fight against us. I want you to consider that this week as we enter into a very busy season with lots and lots of things to do, and it can also create stress. So just remember, focus on the principle behind the why and keep continuing to articulate that why. Reinforce the relationship. Reinforce the principles that you're trying to teach because it's really the principles, not the rules, that we want our children to walk away with one day as they begin and lead their own lives and their own families. So thanks for joining me for this edition of Equipped to Be. I hope it was a blessing to you. We'll see you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.